Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another ESL podcast. This is your host, Arsenio, as usual, and I'm bringing to you today a sexy episode this Saturday. You know what? It's all about encouraging communication. Now, one of the biggest difficulties, especially for teachers, not students, but teachers, is their willingness to take away the confidence of a student. There was one teacher I used to work with at my old job, and he would take away as much confidence as he can from the students. He would act like he didn't understand. He understood what they were trying to say, but he would belittle them by continually going after and obstructing and destroying the confidence by interrupting them and saying, I don't understand what you're saying. Example, I will give you an example. If someone say flat dry and they're trying to say flash drive, you understand them instead of saying, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't understand what you're saying. Like most ridiculous teachers do, you can actually say, oh, do you mean flash drive? Emphasize how you actually say it. They're go- And that's called echoing. They're going to ultimately echo it back to you. Now, are they going to learn it? No, it's all predisposed. It's all based on them. It's based on their pronunciation. It's based on them not being lazy. However, the majority of city confidence rather than instilling the confidence. So today, guys, especially for a that acts like he doesn't know what you're saying, just so he could belittle you so he could feel more powerful than you. This is how a lot of teachers are, and those aren't really teachers, all right? However, do not take that personally. I'll give you one other example. Another student from Morocco, she told me recently that, you know, she said one of her teachers told her that she will never be a good English language uh, speaker. And she's like, that's why I want to study with you, teacher, because I realized that I could be a great speaker. And I'm like, see, this is the problem. Teachers who should be mentors end up being just negative critics. And that's how the majority of teachers are in this world, probably about 80 to 90 percent, including from your kindergarten. They're just angry because they're not happy with the salary and what they're doing with their life. Okay, as long as you beat on your craft and you practice, that's all there is to it. So you can use when you don't understand foreigners. So a lot of you, I understand, this is why I have a difficulty um, understanding the Indian accent. Oh, I don't understand because it goes up and down. It's like, hello, how can I help you? What would you like to? That's why I wanted to bring these types of accents onto my podcast so they could stop making excuses saying, oh, well, I don't understand it. No, you just don't want to understand them. That's all there is to it. Come on, let's be frank. You just don't want to understand them. You could understand them, but you don't want to. So this is why I'm bringing accents on from all around the world so you guys could practice understanding them. So here we go. When you don't understand them, when you don't understand foreigners, when you don't understand people who, let's just say, sound like you, there are some cues, there are some ways that you can actually ask them for clarification. All right. Now, this will ultimately encourage communication amongst the two individuals or the group or whatever it is, the communication you're having with another individual. Why? Because I see a lot of Thai people, especially where I take the bus and stuff like that. They're extremely rude. Now, a lot of you are like, "Okay, hold on. What do you mean rude? Well, instead of saying, I like that cop, I like that cop. 
that means what in a very polite way. To foreigners, most Thai people say, Alaina, in a very strong tone, which is very disrespectful. If they do that to me, I heighten that I elevate that just a little bit. I raise the bar on the ignorance. So whichever way you actually say, uh, excuse me, can I help you? Okay, that's a very polite way of saying it. If you say, excuse me, can I help you? People are going to get mad. All right, so do not say what. All right, there are other ways that you can ask for clarification to encourage good communication between you and the other individual. So let's put it this way. I didn't hear what you said about, uh, I didn't hear what you said about, or I didn't hear what you said. All right. About if you're going to go more into details. I didn't hear what you said about uh, Donald Trump. I don't know. That's just an example. Right. But that's if you want more detail student and you're asking because you, he's probably mumbling his words as a teacher. That again, please. You see what I mean? You could do that. Or you say, hey, can you say that again? Can you say that again? I don't say it often, but it's another way of asking. I'm sorry. And I kind of like put my ear in, indicating that, you, you know, I kind of turn my ear almost pointing them, indicating that I want them to repeat it to me, right? Because if I say, I'm sorry, no, you have to, it has to be a rising intonation at the end. You have to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That means you didn't understand them. If you say, I'm sorry, with a falling, that's a statement. They're going to be confused and then the communication is finished, right? So you need to say, I'm sorry. That means you didn't understand. I say this all the time. So if someone says, I'm sorry, can you say that again? And if they're, it depends. If I'm there, if they're, let's just say if they have a stern tone, I'm going to have a stern tone. Now, did you, you could say, what did you say? I'm sorry. Can you say that again? Now. I'm sorry, it's much better. Can you say that again with the wrong tone and get the wrong reaction? What did you say? What did you say? Now, can or could you repeat that? Could, formal situations. Can, or anything, or as a student, you could say, could you explain that a bit more? Okay? Involving AI. You see what I mean? Now, again... Or you can say, what do you mean by that? that? That's a very aggressive tone. That's kind of like a boyfriend-girlfriend arguing on the train, okay? Don't do that, all right? You need to say, oh, what do you mean by that? It sounds like a roller coaster, but that means you're showing enthusiasm in terms of what they, uh, what they have to say. So the last one is a prompt. You can add a prompt. What is a prompt? I'm going to tell you guys right now. When students don't want to speak or students have one to seven word responses, you always want to talk. Or if anyone has a one to seven word response, talk about something they want to talk about. They want to talk about their life. Remember, I told you guys this before. Talk about the goals. What is it that you want to achieve? But not only this, if my student, I say, okay, so where have you traveled? Japan. Now, Japan, that is a massive topic. Right, and the majority of my students travel to Japan. It's a massive topic, so I could take this conversation anyway. Be like, oh, you've been to Japan? Boom! I'm showing enthusiasm. I went there six years ago. 
Now there's a relationship between both of us. You know what? I went to Chiba and I had the most delicious beef. Tell me about the food. Now, I've actually established a relationship. I opened the doors. I'm beginning to develop trust. And now they're going to speak about all the good stuff. Why? Because I showed enthusiasm. But if I say, oh, yeah, I went to Japan. Why is everyone closed? And they're not going to talk about their experience. You see, guys, tonality. So, again, like we could practice this again. So, what was your favorite trip? Went to Egypt. Oh my God. And of course, this is a place that I absolutely want to. Now, there's a relationship between games because most children in Thailand play games. They could say, Oh, what game? Oh my God. You used to play that? Yes. I am an ancient. Yeah, right. But you understand. You get the drift. The relationship, the trust, and everything begins to develop right there. Once you show that relationship and that enthusiasm, you can use this with your friends, your colleagues, your neighbors, your anything, okay? Because I know I have a lot of people out there, and big shout out to a lot of my Brazilians and Russians too. I see you guys coming on strong, but you guys can use this with anyone, all right? So I got folks uh, who are from Brazil. They're actually living in America you can actually use this with your colleagues, showing that enthusiasm and saying, really? Oh, yes, I'm from Brazil. Most Americans will be like, oh, you're from Brazil. Oh, my God. And remember, you're going to have to excuse the ignorance of some people because they might say, Brazil, there's just gangs and drugs out there. <laughs> right. But just say, don't take it personal. OK, it's just what they believe on TV. So you say, oh, no, no, Brazil, we have some of the biggest prey mantis. Oh, my God. If you go to the Amazon, there's a 60 percent chance that you might die. No, I'm kidding. No, but given that sort of enthusiasm and being ecstatic and just elated about what you are passionate about, people can feel that. You could develop relationships very, very quickly. So, guys, that communication, that encouragement means everything in the world. So, guys, I hope this helped you. Some of the write-up is on my blog, thearseniobuckshow.com. So, be sure to tune into that. But you got the bulk here. Please listen to this over and over and over and understand how you can continue developing as an English language learner or just a communicator in general. So, with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in to another ESL Arsenio's podcast. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual. Stay tuned for more Facebook Live episode coming tomorrow morning. Over and out.